Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Amen. Appreciate the blessings of the Lord today. If you would get your Bibles, we're going to the book of Matthew chapter 6. For years, our church would end Sunday morning services with our Father. That's my text today. Amen. Let's, let's, let's do say it together. Uh, verse 9, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your abundant blessings. You are the supplier. Lord, you are the provider. I pray, dear God, that you would help us, Lord, in this message today. Convey you to your people again in a way that exalts you, in a way that lifts you up. God, in a way that encourages your family, your, your children. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let everybody say amen. amen. I want to talk to you today about our Father. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. It is natural at a time like this to reminisce about your Father and I come real close to preaching about my dad today. I just, I miss him so much. I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about him. I love talking about my dad. Um, I'm thankful for my father. And I miss him, even though he has been gone since 2008. I miss him as if, as if it was yesterday. But the thing I realize is that what I really know about a father is my heavenly father. The one who said he'd never leave me or forsake me. The one that I turn to every day. Jesus is responding here to his disciples that said to them, said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Take us beyond the surface. Take us beyond just the normal prayer. Because as Hebrews they knew how to pray. They knew how to get a hold of God in their, their repetitive manner, praying three times a day as they were ought to do. But they're saying, give us more than just the normal. We want to go into the presence of God. For this prayer is not just a model of prayer. It is a, it is a pattern of how we can enter into the presence of the Almighty God. And it begins with our Father. Our Father. 
in a culture that denigrates fatherhood, in a culture where fathers seem to be insignificant, absent, are not connected. The Lord wants us to know the God of glory has a relationship connection with his people and it as it is as father father amen there is a vast community today of believers around the world that when they approach God they approach him in this way our father he's not just my father he is the father of the redeemed he is the father of the saved the words and the statement our father is a welcome statement. It is inviting to him to be our source. It is saying to him and welcoming him to be in our life, in a relationships uh, sense. Our Father, knowing God as Father is a, a foundational concept to a relationship with God because a lot of people don't know who God is, but when you say our Father, you automatically draw a picture in your mind. Now, it may be a frail and a fragile or even a broken picture. If your dad was absent or if your father was abusive or your father was, was everything that God is not, you can go back to the standard. God represents himself to us in a relationship as father. I want to relate to him not as a, an overlord or a God with a, a heavy hand waiting to zap me if I do something wrong. I don't see him as a God of just judgment and, uh, and harshness, but I see him as a God of father. Father. On this Father's Day, I want to talk to you about God, our Father. God, our Father. When we say our Father, we are saying he's father of all. He's father of all. He's the father of all creation because he is creator. He made us. He's father. He breathed life into Adam and he also breathed life into you. That is why life is so valuable and so important is that it doesn't come from man. It comes from God. We don't get to pick and choose about choosing life as it were, but God gives life. He's creator, my father, my source, my source. Amen. The Bible says we have a one that is our father which is in heaven. Our father, one who is in heaven. We see that Malachi says, have we not all one father? Hath not one God created us? On this level then I come to him as my father source, as the source of my strength, as the source of my life. In years gone by, if I needed something, I would go to my dad and in his wisdom he would say either yes or no, but he always was looking out for my best interest. And when the Lord of glory is your father, you've got to realize that he's your source, but he has your best interest in mind. He's not just doling out gifts willy-nilly, but he is giving in a way that meets my need. He is my source. 
So on this Father's Day, if I could, I, I, I want to give him a, a card. I want to give him a worship. I want to give him a praise and say, Happy Father's Day. Amen. In a sense of uh, I need him every day. He is my source. Your source is not money. Your source is not your talent. Your source is not your ability. Your source is not your intellect. Your source is God. Like the old hog rooting underneath an acorn tree saying, look how good I got it. Look what I've done. Look, I've got all this. Never one time looking up to see that it fell from a place that he could not reach. It came from a place that he could not reach. Amen. God is my source in a world that turns to all kinds of things to find contentment, to find peace. They turn to illicit relationships. They turn to drugs that are hallucinogenic. They turn to all kinds of things to try to drown out that nagging thing that says you need God. You need God. Hallelujah. So on this level, when I enter into his presence, I say, God, my source, my source. This is a level of faith that I believe that he is. He exists and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So as source, I pray for him no matter what my situation, no matter what my circumstance, no matter what my problem, God is my source. Somebody say amen. Amen. He created me, but he also sustains me. He made me and he can keep me. Thank the Lord today. God is the Father in source. He is also my Father in redemption. In redemption. The more I know about God, I just don't know that he's, he's my creator. I know further, a little bit further along in my relationship with him, that he's my Savior. He is Father in redemption, but he's also Father, my Savior. Isaiah chapter 63 and verse 16 says, Doubtless uh, thou art our father, thou Abraham be, uh, th- though Abraham be ignorant of us, uh, and Israel acknowledge us not. Uh, thou, O Lord, art our father, our redeemer. Amen. You're my redeemer, Lord. I just want to say thank you today, Father. I want to say thank you, Father, for the new birth. I want to say thank you, Father, for the plan that you put into place. I want to say thank you for robing yourself in flesh. Oh, I want to say thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ on the cross. I want to say thank you, Lord, for all that you do in the new birth. You are my redeemer. When I was lost, you redeemed me. When I was held ransomed by sin, you redeemed me. When I needed to be born again, you made a way for me. See, we, we just, just, just need to understand that the new birth is not just an emotional experience. It's not just an emotional high. It's being born again. Born again. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. That's an that's a alarm that says you better get right with God. John chapter 3 says in verse 5, when Jesus speaking with Nicodemus, he said, except a man be born of water 
and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, and canst tell which it cometh, whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. You must be born again. You must be born again. How are we born again? You got to have a dad. You have to have a father. Amen. You have to have father. Oh, and in typology, you have a mother in the church. Hallelujah. You still have to have a dad and a mom to have a baby. The Bible tells us that the life is in the blood. Leviticus 17, 11. Life doesn't exist outside of the blood. If you don't have blood, you don't have life. It's that simple. We need blood to live. Scientists still yet are perplexed by the complex nature of the blood. But we have to have the blood. As a matter of fact, that verse goes on to say that atonement comes through the blood. So life naturally begins in the blood. And life spiritually begins in the blood. Having a new life in Christ, being born again, requires that the blood of Jesus be put in my life. Amen. New life doesn't exist outside of the blood. We find that the the church was purchased with the shed blood of Jesus Christ. When the blood is applied to our life, amen, when I'm truly born again, then I become a child of God. Spiritually, his blood then flows through my veins. Look at Acts 20 and verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost had made the overseer to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Where does blood come from in a pregnancy? It comes from the father. The reason I can say he's my father is because I've been born again. He's not just my creator and he made me, but he's my father in redemption. So I can say, Abba, father, I have a relationship with him. His blood has given me life. As a son, I now have a father who loves me unconditionally. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's so many aspects and dynamics to being born again, and I'm so thankful for that. One of the aspects is found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Jesus was known as the only begotten of the Father, but we are of the many who are of the adopted of the Father. And when it says, Abba, Father... The picture is of a child crawling up into his dad's lap and saying, Papa, Daddy. Papa, Daddy. I love hearing little Sela say, Pop, Pop. Pop, Pop. First word, I think, was Daddy. Right? Daddy. 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 When you're born again, you got to learn that. Daddy. 
I need you, Daddy. I'm calling on you, Daddy. Calling on you, Father. I need you, Father. Daddy. Papa. Abba. Father. It's mentioned again in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. How do we know how to cry, Abba, Father? By the Holy Ghost, by the Spirit. So when we receive the Holy Ghost in our life, we then understand and witness Abba, Father, in that relationship. Knowing God as Father in redemption, I can pray over spiritual things. Knowing him as Father in creation, I pray over natural things. But as Father in redemption, he is my my source for spiritual spiritual things because I know who my father really is. I see who I really am. If you don't know who you are, you need to understand him as father in redemption, father in saving. Amen. We understand that it is now more than just creator. It is my savior, my redeemer. I now have a blood covenant relationship with my father. Amen. If, if you look spiritually, you will find that on my my name it is uh, Timothy Wayne Gill Jesus Father we have Father in creation Father in redemption we also have Father in relationship look at Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 5 one Lord one faith one baptism Hmm. That verse is not often quoted today in a lot of world, is it? One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. The closer you get to your heavenly Father, the more you build your relationship with him. He's the source of your relationship, not just your source of creation, not just your source of spiritual things. He's the source of a relationship. I begin to know him more when I begin to submit to him greater. When I have a greater submission to him as father, I wanted to say this, there you may have different dads and I only know my experience of my earthly dad because that's who my dad was. I was probably Eight, nine years old, maybe 10. My father was preaching at a camp meeting in Wisconsin. I'm talking about tent pitched, grass floor. That's where it was. They had a a wooden platform built up, and he was standing there. And it was during the day he was teaching, and I was sitting on the front row right here on this end. And, you know, most of it was so far above my head. I had no clue clue what was going on. So I got bored, Brother Matt. And I bent over and did the only thing I could find to do. I didn't have a toy. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have an iPad. I didn't have snacks and all that kind of cool stuff that everybody brings for their kids now, whips out their toy box and and throws together, you know, pizza and and chips and and Diet Dr. Pepper. And I'm preaching a whole lot now that y'all not even catching but I had I sat there and I was I I was bored. 
So what I did is I reached over and I started picking grass. You know, reach over and picking grass. And my dad was teaching away. I don't even, I don't know what he was teaching about, but he was teaching away. And he was, I knew exactly what that meant. When I heard, that was it. That was it, sitting up, straight up, whatever it meant. This is the whole language. Whatever you're doing right now, stop it. Aren't you glad you have a heavenly father that loves you enough to correct his children? He chases his children. Sometimes it's so confusing, I realize it. Even as a pastor, I step back and I'm, I'm not sure. Is this correction? Is it the devil? Or is it something dumb that I did? But sometimes God is correcting his children. Sometimes he's saying, Sst. Now, my dad did that, but he also, he, I told him the other day, I only remember two times my dad whipped me because his voice was enough. But two times my dad whipped me. One time I sassed my mom and he took his big old hand and laid it across my cheek and spun my head backwards and he said, don't you ever do that again. Do you know what I did? I never did that again. I never did that again. I learned, though, to respect him, not because of his correction, but because he loved me, because he would reach down twice spanking. How many times did he, did he do something to help me? How many times did he encourage me? How many times did he pray for me? How many times did he lovingly, you know what? If the earthly father knows how to give his children what they request in a fish, are they going to give him a stone? How much more will your heavenly father take care of you? If you've had a bad dad, let me tell you, he's still a good God. If you've had a rough family life, let me just tell you, he's still a good father. He, don't, don't, don't draw your image of a, of, a, of a heavenly father by your earthly father only. Look at Isaiah 64 and 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We're the clay. Thou art our potter, and we're the work of thy hand. Your father, you can do with us as you will because you have the right intention for us. He understands how to provide because of the great gifts. James 1 and 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift cometh from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. Our father doesn't just give good gifts, he gives perfect gifts. He never changes, he never leaves, he never hints of being anything other than what he is. He's always there, he's always faithful, he's always consistent. Even when I can't feel him, even when I don't understand him, even when I think he's a million miles away, he's right there. As I continue to know the Lord as my father in relationship. I then can pray and communicate deeper in intercession. I know he created all things. I know that he redeemed me. But I know that he now wants the best for me. He wants the best for me. Look at 1 Corinthians. You know, the, the, the prayer that we prayed said, Our Father which art in, our Father which art in heaven. 
1 Corinthians 8 and 5 says, For though there be many called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, there are many that are called gods. <laughs> Doesn't mean they are. But to us, verse 6 says, there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things. And in him, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are, by whom are all things, and we by him. Our God is the Father who's over all things, but the Bible says, which art in heaven. Not which was in heaven, not which will be in heaven, what, not, not what could be in heaven, what should be in heaven, what might be in heaven. He's the Father who is in heaven. Thou art in heaven. He's the great I am. He's in heaven. In heaven. What is heaven? Not here. It's his throne. Earth is his territory. He's the king. This is his territory. He's in heaven. So what does that say? God's not like us. Somebody say, God is not like us. He doesn't think like us. He doesn't reason things out like us. He's in heaven. We're in earth. The, the writer of Ecclesiastes, as you begin to read Ecclesiastes, the preacher, you will find repeatedly under the sun, under the sun. Everything is vanity and vexation under the sun. It's useless. It's empty. Everything is. But what he's telling us is that there's a place above the sun known as heaven, known as the throne room of God where the Lord is. Amen. He's above us. Isaiah 55 and 8 says, the Lord says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your your ways, my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. He's above us. He's above us and beyond us. He's not a God that is so far away that he doesn't care. But what is he saying is that my problem is not bothering him. He is beyond it, which means he can reach into it. My issues don't impact him negatively. He can take care of it. Why? Because all things are possible with God. We're praying in, in earth. He's answering in, in heaven. Earth doesn't confine him. Heaven doesn't bind him. Humanity doesn't limit him. He is above all. Time can't alter in him. He can step in and out of time as need be. Notice Psalm 19 and 1. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show forth his handiwork. Jump down to verse 6. He goeth forth is from the end of heaven, and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there's nothing hid from the heat thereof. We find that the Lord covers it all. He is at this part of the universe, that part of the universe, all at one time. Why? God is God, unlike humanity. We want to put God in a box and make him be like us. Because then we can figure him out. What good would be faith if, if God was like us? If you took your dime in your fingers and extended your arm toward the sky, allowing it to eclipse your vision, 
you would block out, they say, 15 million stars. Yet the Lord of glory, the Father, sits on this side of the universe and on that side of the universe and is here. I just don't know if God my Father could help me. I just don't know if I can make it. Is he going to really supply my needs? <laughs> Job said it like this. He stretched out the north over the empty place and hanged the earth on nothing. I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if we're going to survive. Earth has been estimated to weigh six sectillion tons. That's six with 21 zeros. Yet it's precisely tilted 23 degrees. Any more or any less and our seasons would be lost in melted polar flood. Global warming is held back not because we're such good scientists, but because there's a God that put the earth in the right place. Though our globe revolves at the rate of 1,000 miles an hour, right now we're moving at 1,000 miles an hour or 25,000 miles per day, 9 million miles in a year, we're still here and the earth's still ro rotating, everything's still held together. Who does that? My dad, my father, my father. Here's the principle about God being in heaven. What affects me on earth does not affect God in heaven. What controls me doesn't control him. Reaching God means I must go beyond my self-seeking interest to, to get to heaven. And in prayer, I can leave earth and go to heaven. Wherever that is, spiritual dimension, amen. I can leave earth and go to heaven by prayer and talk to my heavenly father, my Father, our Father, which art in heaven. That's how we're to pray. That's where we begin. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for our Father. Amen. My dad today, your dad today, he's my guide and my wisdom supplier. The word says, if any man lack wisdom, <laughs> let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and braideth not, and it shall be given unto him. My Father has gotten... He's, he, He's got the life coach business down. He has wisdom. I just don't know what to do. Well, why don't you just simply say, hey, Dad, well, what do what I need to be doing about this? Show me. And he will. He, it may not be what you want, but he'll tell you. Somebody say Hallelujah. When we understand that he's our father, he's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. What do you need today? Let me point you to my father. Amen. He is Jehovah Nisi. That means he's my protector. A good dad is a protector of his house. Someone told my dad one time, said, don't you believe in fighting to settle differences? And he said, no, don't believe that that's the way uh, that, that true mature adults should do it. You handle it by conversation or walking away. He said, well, what would you do? You know, a house, we got five boys and my mom and my dad, five, five, 
five of, five of his brothers and my mom and dad in the house. And so this guy asked him, he said, what would you do if somebody come in and they're going to beat up on your wife and start robbing your house? And he said, well, I guess you'll have to be there to find out. One of the things God told Adam, he said, I want you to keep the garden. That means protect it. Fathers are to be protectors. Fathers are to be providers. That man that doesn't provide for his own house household is worse than an infidel and has denied the faith. Lazy bums repent everywhere. <clears throat> I got one amen. That's from, a, from another pastor. He is Jehovah Nisi, my provider. I learn about provision because of him. He is Jehovah Ra, my shepherd. He is the one that always is caring for me in every situation. That's my dad. He is Jehovah Rapha, my healer, my healer, my healer. He's the healer of my disease. Amen. That's my father. He is Jehovah uh, uh, Shama, which means the Lord is there. My father's not an absentee father. My father isn't gone on every other weekend. My father isn't here today and gone tomorrow. Amen. He said he'd never leave me or forsake me. My father is that... Uh, I realize there are circumstances on this earth where situations happen and family crises and breakups. I get that. But he said for you and for me, I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. Jesus said it like this. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you fatherless. That's what the word means. An orphan. I will not leave you an orphan. I'll come to you. How did he do that? By the power of the Holy Ghost, whereby now we can cry, Abba, Father. I don't know about you, but I love my dad. Abba, Father. I love my father, my heavenly father. He is Jehovah Zitkanu, which means my righteousness. I'm right because he said I'm right. He gave me righteousness, not mine. He did it. Jehovah Mekadishikim, which means he is my sanctifier. The only way I could be holy is by him. The only way I could be cleansed is by him. Not by my good works, but because my dad covers it. My father covers it. Covers it with his love, his grace, his mercy, his blood. Amen. He is my peace. Jehovah Shalom. When there's chaos, I go to dad. I can call him up. He's 24-7. How many of you ever tried to text your dad and he don't answer? How many of you ever tried to text your dad and he don't answer? Call dad and can't get a hold of him. Well, there's one, your heavenly father. Doesn't, don't have to worry about a busy signal. Do we still have those today? Don't have to worry about uh, 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 whether he, he, you get disconnected, whether the cell tower doesn't work. He's there all the time, anytime, 24-7, seven days a week. Call on him. He'll be there. He is Jehovah Zebaoth. The Bible refers to this as the Lord of hosts, which means he's my power. He's my power. How many of you remember saying, my dad could whoop your dad? Anybody ever remember talking about that? Stand with me, please. Praise God. Happy Father's Day. Well, I've come to tell you, any other father that calls itself a God, my dad can whip the so-called God. Because there's none like him, none beside him. There's none that can equal him. 
He is the Almighty. You can't get any more mighty than that. There might be those that are kind of mighty, but He's the Almighty. He's the omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere, at all times, in every situation. Amen. That's my dad, my heavenly father. So today, I just wanted to honor our God as father. Let's lift up our voices right now. Do you know the Lord today? Have you been born again? If you have not been born again, you can't call him Abba Father. You cannot really crawl up into his lap. But if you have been born again, you now have the access because of the family name. You now have access because of the family name. And you can crawl up into him and say, here I am, Dad. Hallelujah. Anybody just need to crawl into his arms this morning? Maybe you'll just step out and come to the altar just for a few minutes here. You need to just come to him. Come to him. This altar is open today for you. Abba Father, Abba Father, I need you today. I need you today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Saturday.